This is Express FM. Supported by Southern Co-op. We are passionately Pompey. It is a new era at Fratton Park. There's a new man down there in the dugout. What a goal! What a pack! A wonderful strike! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. Absolutely thrilled to be here. You know, everything that I was expecting coming into the city and coming into the football club has been matched and more. Action and reaction. I think you probably saw on the pitch that there was a lot that we'd worked on in a short space of time. I think it's really good positive signs for the future. Certainly really excited to be playing under him and excited for what we can achieve this season now. Giving Pompey fans a voice. It's been immensely frustrating to still be in League One after six years. This is the Football Hour. Fans' interest in this division peaked a long time ago and it's stagnating. We've got to get out of this division and into the Championship. Another dent in Pompey's last remaining playoff hopes dealt this time by Shrewsbury Town. Bennett cutting on his right foot, crosses a D1 in the middle. The header is into the net and Shrewsbury have taken the lead. Rob Street with the header. Pompey done on the counter-attack. Despite a late turnout for the Blues on Saturday. Deep corner to the far post. Nodded back in the danger area. Ogilvy and it's into the net. It's Connor Ogilvy. It's Marlon Pack. I think Connor Ogilvy played it back into the box. And Marlon Pack was the one that headed it in on the line. Portsmouth are back into this game. It's Shrewsbury 1, Portsmouth 1. They were unable to build and get a second, recording a third consecutive League 1 stalemate. Between now and 7, we'll hear the post-match assessment of John Lucino. The frustrating thing from our point of view, which we do have to go and work on as a, as a coaching unit and as a team, is that we didn't really come alive until we went 1-0 down. And then all of a sudden, I know Shrewsbury dropped off naturally because that's what, that's what teams do, but we cannot wait to go 1-0 down, as I think we've done a couple of times away from home this season. And we'll also go over what was a massive game for the Pompey women on Sunday. They played host to league leaders Oxford United and almost managed to pick up a massive result. Chance for Rowe just to lift this one into that corridor of uncertainty between the goalkeeper and the back line. That's where it goes. Jumping for the header and into the back of the net. And Portsmouth have the lead. A header at the back post. However, Danny Lane's opener was cancelled out just moments later before the U's then completed a comeback in the dying embers of the game to ensure the Blues left Wesley Park empty-handed. Laid off for McLaughlin, lifted into the penalty area. Oliver's header down and in. Oxford United with an almost instant response. And Oxford United will come again. Left half space. McLaughlin's cross. Younger miscontrols. John settles it. John's curling effort into the corner in the dying embers of normal time. Carly Johns has surely won it for Oxford United at the death. Head coach Jay Sadler will help us to go over the game too, highlighting the tough job his side created for themselves from the very off. I don't think we were good enough to start the game and we invited pressure. Obviously conceded a penalty. Harsh penalty, but penalty that they've been given and you're under the cosh after the first few minutes to the game against the team that obviously is smelling blood. And on the subject of Oxford, the three of us here, with the help of you tuning in back home too, of course, will later on come on to preview the men's midweek trip to the Kassam Stadium. That's all to come here on yet another instalment of the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and the warmest of welcomes to yet another edition of the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM, driven to you as always by Stagecoach Across the South. You can download their app right now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store. You can track your bus on a live mapping system and even prepay for your ticket 
as well. So to come between now and 7 o'clock, as you've just heard there, plenty of discussion uh, to come from myself and two more Pompey voices from the Blues. One all draw with Shrewsbury on Saturday and then the Pompey women's very late defeat. A heartbreaking result at home to Oxford United at Wesley Park on Sunday afternoon. We'll have reaction from both John Mussino and Jay Sadler to come between now and 7 o'clock. As well as you guys back home, we want to hear from, of course, yourselves, your Blues fans, your opinions on all things Pompey, whether you've got any concerns, questions or score predictions as later on we of course ramp up to preview Pompey's final midweek fixture of the season, taken on Oxford United men on Tuesday evening. That's tomorrow. 81400 is our text number. Start your messages with the word express. You can email sport at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Life. We'll get to all of that in just a few moments' time. But first, a reminder of what went down in Shropshire on Saturday. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shooting scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scored! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. Not quite the weather to find yourself on the beach, literally or metaphorically at the moment. And as for Portsmouth, trying to delay as long as possible any dead rubbers. Their playoff chances might be significantly outside playoff chances, but they are still there. Now Shipley with the chance to whip across into the area. Good cross, headed away by Pack for Portsmouth. Picked up by Moore. Volley from distance! And tipped wide by Matt Macy. Corner kick, Shrewsbury, 0-0. First real meaningful effort on goal. Pompey throw on the right, 40 yards out with Rafferty looking for the feet of Tiggett. It's then knocking down here, Tiggett in the box, Tiggett with the shot, it's bumbled by the goalkeeper, Hackett with a chance! Great block, excellent defending, Taylor Moore has saved a goal there with his commitment, it's 0-0 Pompey corner. That is the end of the opening 45 minutes here on BBC Radio Solent Sport, it's Shrewsbury Town nil. Portsmouth nil, and now Raggett's got it outside the centre circle, not a good ball, Bennett intercepts and Shrewsbury trying to get away down the left and Bennett is in space, danger for Pompey here, Bennett cutting on his right foot, crosses a decent one in the middle, the header is into the net, and Shrewsbury have taken the lead, Rob Street with the header, his third goal of the season, Pompey done on the counter-attack, seven minutes into the second half, Shrewsbury Town one, Portsmouth nil. Deep corner to the far post, nodded back in the danger area, Ogilvy, and it's into the net! It's Connor Ogilvy! I think it's Marlon Pack, I think Connor Ogilvy played it back into the box, and Marlon Pack was the one that headed it in on the line. Well, it's into the net, Ogilvy was running away claiming praises and a bit of a ruckus as Pompey want to get the ball away and go again quickly, but Portsmouth are back into this game. It's Shrewsbury 1, Portsmouth 1. Well, there's surely a foul by Flanagan, and he's already on a yellow card, and he's got to be in trouble here. Off, off, off is the cry, and Smallwood has got the yellow card out, and he's got the red card out, and Tom Flanagan has been sent off with four minutes to go, and now Shrewsbury are down to ten men. There is the final whistle at the New Meadow, Portsmouth, couldn't get the three points that they desperately needed today. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aquacars.
There we are then, the highlights of Pompey's one-all draw with Shrewsbury Town on Saturday afternoon. Let's run you through the other results from across the League One at the weekend. Exeter City defeated by a goal to nil to Plymouth Argyle at St James's Park in a derby in one of the early kickoffs, one of the other early kickoffs from the weekend. A shock result for Peterborough United, losing by two goals to nil away at Cambridge. Remember, three o'clock kickoffs, you had Accrington Stanley 2, Fleetwood Town 5, Bristol Rovers 1, Derby County 1, Burton Albion 3, Sheffield Wednesday 2, Forest Green Rovers 1, Barnsley 5, Ipswich 6, Charlton 0. What, what a weekend. Lincoln 3, Port Vale 2, late drama there as well. A red card for Lincoln, two red cards for Port Vale. Elsewhere, MK Dons 2, Cheltenham 2, Morecambe 1, Wickham Wanderers 0. Oxford United 0, Bolton Wanderers 1 and of course Shrewsbury 1. Pompey 1, which leaves the table looking like this. Plymouth Argyle back on top. They have 86 points after 41 games. Ipswich Town are second with 85 points, also having played 41. Sheffield Wednesday have played a game extra. They're in third on 84 points, so they have severely bottled things at the top of the table, looking likely to be finishing within a playoff position. Just one win in the last six for them. Barnsley, Bolton and Peterborough United make up the remainder of the top six. Uh, Derby County dropped points on Saturday. They are 7th with 69 points. Wickham defeated on Saturday, 8th with 65 points. And Pompey, a third straight stalemate. Unable to capitalise yet again on sides above them dropping points. They are now 64 points on the board. Six points adrift of the top six, where Peterborough United have 70 points with four games remaining. Of course, Pompey don't have to play Peterborough now, but we do still have to go away to Derby County next week and play host to Wickham Wanderers on the final game of the season. So, still plenty to play for, but you can't help but feel the fact that three games in a row, drop points, those six points could have easily taken Pompey to what would have been now seventh position. But it's all about ifs and buts and maybes. But yet again, Pompey seemed to have just Falling at the final hurdle in League One. We're used to this now, though, aren't we? We're used to this. Um, down at the bottom, the Forest Green Rovers, they have been confirmed to be relegated back down to League Two after their 5-1 defeat at home to Barnsley. Put the final nail in the coffin. Accrington, Stanley, Morecambe and Cambridge United joined them in the relegation zone, but of course they still have plenty to play for. Only two points separate Accrington in 23rd. And Oxford United in 20th position. Oxford, by the way, Pompey's opponents tomorrow night, they've not won any of their last 15 games. Their last victory was on the 21st of January. We'll come on to talk about them later in the show, but still plenty to play for, but not just at the top as far as the uh, automatics and the uh, playoff places are concerned, but also plenty still going on at the foot of the table as well. Which means we need some people to talk about that, because I can't just do it on my own between now and 7 o'clock as much as I'd love to. Um, first and foremost, welcome back to the show. Uh, it's been a few months, but it's, it's a pleasure to have you back in the studio, Lewis. That's Lewis my McKenzie. absolute pleasure. Hello. Uh, 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 you say pleasure, Lewis, but we're talking... <laughs> I'm not talking about this setup, but it's another Pompey... Yeah... I don't know what to call it. Yeah, um, I do remember being in the studio last time and, and I remember being full of hope, elation if you will, uh, but while promotion does seem uh, mathematically possible, um, I, I do think when if I were a betting man, uh, yeah, it's not looking tremendously good for the Blues. No, not at all. And, and joining us on the show tonight as well, uh, Brendan Sutiet, one of the uh, one of the guys from Four who written all over it. You've also been on BBC Radio Solent a few times, Brendan. First of all, Brendan, what are you doing? What, what was all about? All about Express, mate. 
Yeah, I know, Jay. You know, I've got the opportunity <laughs> to go on Alan Blackmore's um, fan channel, so oh, um, boys fan panel. So um, you. you know, I, I jump at the bit to get to get involved with um with BBC. So no, it, it's a good show. I, I definitely recommend any football fan, especially anyone who supports Pompey, that horrible lot down the road in Bournemouth. It, it, it's a great conversation over 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 an hour. So yes, yeah, good 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 football and good debates we talk about. And the good thing is, Brendan, it's not on between six and seven on either a Monday or Friday, is it? So it doesn't clash. With no, anything. exactly. exactly. Listen to why not why not uh brendan uh, again just saying to lewis fair not a lot of positives to talk about tonight in regards to really the performance overall and the, the result and where that leaves pompey in the table six points adrift off the top six with four games remaining big games of course coming up against derby and wickham wanderers are you like many now sort of eradicated of any faith or are you still sort of cling on to the hope that it is still doable well, if there's any hope that I'm clinging on to, I'm using my, my freshly cut nails, I think, because um, there's not much left there, not not much hope left on it, really. Unfortunately, you know, you know, myself and obviously in the the channel I help out on with Tom, we try and look at the positive sides of Pompey and you know try and you know be optimistic about it. But at the moment, yeah, it, it's not looking great um, on on the on the pitch or you know or on the ta- on the football table. You know, it, it it's. I don't know. You know we, we, as you said earlier, we've dropped six points effectively. You know, all three, t- all three teams that we should be beating. Yes, two of them are fighting for their lives towards the bottom of the table. But you know, we, you know, those points take us up to seventh place. You know, and and these teams dropping points, we need to take advantage of it. And I don't know. I, I see these things the players come out with, like Marlon Pat come out yesterday, and Messino said that you know we're. Playoffs are still in, still in our sides. But it's like, look, guys, I, I appreciate the intent of an apology, but guys, the, the apology should be on on the pitch. You show us on the pitch that, that you should be, you know, that, that you want to go up. But you know, what do I know? I'm a football fan. <laughs> <laughs> and let's be honest, Lewis. Um, whilst it is still mathematically possible, you don't have much hope going into games uh, against the likes of Derby. No, you're abs- Wickham Wanderers yeah. when you can't even beat Morecambe, MK Dons. Shrewsbury who have conceded 11 in the last three prior to Saturday no yeah. disrespect to these sides but if you can't be putting your chances away against those teams you've got you won't be less off against the likes of Derby or Wickham yeah no you're, you're absolutely spot on I, I mean I remember I remember looking at the table a couple of a couple of weeks ago and thinking oh my the dream is still on uh, it's it's gonna happen but let, let's face it I, I do this quite literally every single year you, you, you let the blues sink into your heart and you think oh it's going to happen it's going to happen this year and then all of a sudden <laughs> it's uh, we're being gifted oh it's such an easy I remember I tweeted out saying look after mm-hmm. uh, I believe it was the Sheffield Wednesday game yeah. which granted I know that I, I think we still lost lost that one yeah. but we were still really really on it and that was obviously still before uh, Sheffield had their, their <laughs> humongous yeah. dip they've, they've not been the same since that win yeah, no, well, so. maybe maybe we had a bigger effect than than we previously thought, but <laughs> thank oh, sound effects very fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's the hope that kills you. I remember just looking at the gap between us and the and the playoff spots mm. and thinking it's happening. And then I thought to myself at the time, "Oh, stop it! Come on! It's <laughs> like you do this every single year." Yeah. Yep. But I'm going to do the same next year, so oh, I, might, will... I might as well just stick to my guns on that one. Yeah, we will be sat here in 367 days, I believe, because next year is a leap year. Ooh. So I believe next. 
367 days will be Monday. We'll probably be sat here talking about a defeat away at Leighton Orient. Port Vale. Port Vale. <laughs> Just been mathematically confirmed still in the League One. But, but <laughs> as, as Lewis mentions, um, Brendan, it's not necessarily us being pessimistic, but we are we're accustomed to this. We, we, we've quite literally sat here and said the exact same thing for a good three or four seasons in a row now. Danny Cowley was dismissed back in January. John Messina arrived, and at the time you're thinking, right, the season's probably done. Still a chance, yes, but we won't get our expectations too high. John Messina turns things around, as Lewis mentioned there. After the Sheffield Wednesday defeat at Fratton, favourable running, you start to believe again, even though we tell ourselves not to, and now we get here, heartbroken, when we told ourselves not to get our hopes up, why do we do it every single year? It, 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 I don't know, mate. It literally is. It, it's the most most painful club to support <laughs> at times because, you know, you know, we started off so well. You know, we, I think we said it before. We started off so well, top of the league, playing 4-4-2 at Port Vale away at the start of the season. And then, you know, lost a couple of games and it all just it all just falls apart. Then we lost to Ipswich. Then we didn't win again. Until um, I think it was January when we finally beat um, Exeter at home. It just it doesn't seem to fall our way at all. We always had that 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 dodgy patch around Christmas time, isn't it? Just like all like, all in, in, in the New Year, sort of hit New Year's Day, and everyone's got a hangover until about <laughs> February when we start picking it up again, and we just fall at the last hurdle. But this year it's sort of been very erratic with us. Yeah. We st- started off well, dropped off. Dropped off even further, and finally turned it around a little bit, and now we just can't seem to finish it off. It really does play with your heartstrings, doesn't it? Yeah. It, it does, and it just makes you know. I'm not one of these people that boo at games. I'm not one of these people who will, um, you know, give it the big on Twitter and stuff like that. But it it really is painful. You think to yourself, why can't we just be consistent? <laughs> why can't we just beat these teams that we should be beating? You know. Do you know what? And I, 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 the playoffs. Yeah, I, I used to, I used to really hate it when I, I used to sort of see Arsenal fans every <laughs> season moan about, you know, what they, what they had to watch every week, mm. and I used to think it came across very entitled, like, oh no, you were in the Premier League and, and securing Champions League football year in year out. How, how terrible must it be? But actually, now we're in a, a similar situation in regards to. We've got a stable football club. We're in a position where we're not suffering, sort of looking behind our shoulders at relegation. But we are sort of in a, a very similar boat where, like Arsenal, when they were moaning about their constant Champions League qualifications, well, you know, they also weren't getting exactly what they wanted, but they mm. were stable. And that's exactly what Pompey is doing now. Um, we'll get more from myself, Lewis, and Brendan in just a few moments' time. We're going to cool off a little bit and. Uh, Calm down. But we're now going to hear the post-match thoughts of John Messina. He spoke to uh, Andy Moon on the touchline after the game at New Meadow on Saturday afternoon. Jim, what's your assessment of, of that today? I think disappointing on the whole, not just the result, but the, the performance in, in patches as well just wasn't quite up to scratch. And, um, you know, ultimately we probably came away with what we deserved. A lot of effort in endeavour, very similar to last week, where the effort levels were there, the work rate was there, mm. but we just didn't quite show enough quality in possession and, and in the final third to create enough chances. And, and that was, again, that's probably why I say it was, it was disappointing because I know we've got the players on the pitch that can do that, and we've seen that over the past, um, you know, 10 to 12 weeks. We've, we've seen that we can score goals and we can we can create, but didn't take quite enough care, I think, in in some of the positions we found ourselves in, and and ultimately that that cost us the three points. And frustrating that that final 10 minutes, if if only that that period could have been extended, you might. Have gone away with three points. 
Yeah, possibly. And, and, and again, the, the frustrating thing from our point of view, which we do have to go and work on as a, as a coaching unit and as a team, is that we didn't really come alive until we went 1-0 down. And then all of a sudden, I know Shrewsbury dropped off naturally because that's what that's what teams do. But, um, you know, 11 v 11, I thought we were, we were a far more dominant side. We looked much more likely to score. But it was because we decided to step, a, you know, step up a, a couple of notches as well. And we just have to make sure. I know mentally it is difficult. It's a difficult thing to do, but you have to do that from the start. We cannot wait to go 1-0 down, um, as I think we've done a couple of times away from home this season. And one or two nil down Peterborough game, the Plymouth game, where you know we think we're just going to stay in the game and um, and wait for something to happen. Because fair play to to the lads, they they reacted really well, got back in the game, maybe slightly unlucky not to win it, but um, yeah, probably overall just didn't quite do enough. Do you have a penalty shout at the end that, that, that you felt was strong? I thought there were two really strong penalty shouts. The first one was on Rico. The defender got the wrong side of him and just hauled him down. Anywhere else on the pitch, that's given. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, the other one he got on Connor. Um, I think Dunkley's just late on him, and it was, you know, the, the I guess the explanation from the fourth official was that um, there's momentum coming from the defender Connor got the ball and there's always going to be this is what he told me there's always going to be some contact after the ball goes away and I said yeah that's that's what a foul is um, so that's that's essentially what you book Marlon for in the first half um, but because it's in the box there seems to be a much higher threshold for, for penalties and there isn't and I'd want that the same our way as well they just shouldn't be a foul's a foul in the box two penalty shouts but um, you know we can't really come away blaming the officials for this one it was another frustrating afternoon I think with them but um, yeah we've got to do more to make sure that we're not relying on those shouts towards the end of the game what was the thinking behind the changes yeah, so um, uh, Tom picked up a, a slight knock in training on, on Thursday. Um, we, were, we were hopeful that he'd be fit by Friday, but he just jarred his knee. So um, maybe not going to be available for Tuesday, but it's not a, it's not a long-term one with, with Tom. So um, yeah, slightly unfortunate on that, on that one. Uh, but bringing Pigs in was um, nice to have a, a bit of um, you know, more of an attacking threat on the pitch with, with two centre-forwards and, and trying to maintain some shape in the middle of the park. Uh, Connor came back in for Denver. I think Denver can count himself very unlucky to not find himself starting or in the squad today uh, because he was very good last week. Um, especially considering the circumstances but Connor's been that good over the past um, you know, two and a half months that uh, it was a very sort of simple choice to, to bring him back in um, and then just to get Rico in his uh, natural position get him get him wide left and um, try and again provide us with a bit more attacking threat down the left those were the, those were the three that we looked at I'm sure you probably looked at the other results. How frustrating you've not been able to pick up three on a day when most of your playoff rivals slipped up. Yeah, and we knew the, the Peterborough result before the game and tried to use that as a bit of, um, uh, I suppose, motivation. And again, it's, it's one of those weird ones. So we haven't properly been been punished and it's not completely out of sight. But again, I think we'll just rue the opportunities we've missed over the past nine or ten days because I think we all know we should be coming away with those games with six more points on the board and then all of a sudden we are threatening six. Uh, as it stands now, we're still only six points off it. So it felt like a must-win before the game game <laughs> you know I don't think it's dead and buried at the moment because there's still plenty to play for um, but yeah we're probably going to go and have to win four games and coming off the back of four, three draws that's a really big ask but yeah we'll, we'll certainly knuckle down and try and do that I wish I had the same optimism John I really really do uh, John Messino speaking to Andy Moon after the game on Saturday afternoon then so as I mentioned there Pompey one all draw with Shrewsbury on Saturday that of course followed a nil nil draw of Morecambe last Monday and the one all draw away at MK Dons on Good Friday Pompey now six points adrift off for playoff positions, four games remaining. They start off, of course, trying to revive any hopes of a top six finish when they travel to Oxford United tomorrow evening. The final midweek fixture of the season for the Blues. We'll come on to preview that game a little later on. And we'll also hear how the Pompey women got on at Wesley Park at a crunch game for them yesterday afternoon. They played the Oxford United women. And we'll hear from head coach Jay Sadler between now and seven talking about uh, decisions from the officials and how they can potentially cost his team not just the game but the season as well. 
if it was offside and we'll look back at it, then it's a terrible decision. Terrible decision. It has a massive impact for the rest of the game because their tails are up and they're coming at us. We obviously, it knocked us. Still felt we did well and we tried to throw bodies forward because we needed to win this game, ultimately to, to keep our title hopes alive. And, and they've hit us with a sucker punch at the end. A little bit of lapse in concentration and, and they've punished. I promise you, I'll try and think of something positive to talk about when the football hour returns in just a few moments' time. Please don't go anywhere. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Go by bus. Go greener with Stagecoach. Next stop, a cleaner, greener future. Did you know that if we all ditch the car and switch to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching, you can make a big difference. Get on board a Stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to switchtobus.com. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back to part two of tonight's edition of the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM, supported as ever by Stagecoach Across the South. You can find out more information on the services they can provide in your area by visiting stagecoachbus.com. Com. Right, we've spoken a bit about the men's uh, stalemate with Shrewsbury Town at the weekend. We're talking about the implications that's had to the Skybet League One table. And a little later on, we'll come on to preview their trips to Oxford United in League One tomorrow evening. The final midweek fixture of the season for the Blues. 81400, the number to text if you'd like to get involved. Start your messages with the word express. You can email sport at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm, or find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. We do have a couple coming in, but we don't have time to read them out just this very second, but we will very, very shortly. But before we do any of that, we're going to turn our attention to what was a massive game at Wesley Park on Sunday afternoon for the Pompey women. They played host to league leaders Oxford United. And before the game, Pompey had occupied 43 points in fourth position. Oxford United were top with the game in hand with 45. Only two points separate Pompey in fourth and Oxford at the top of the tree. Uh, now, of course, Pompey have two matches remaining. They travel to MK on Sunday and host Crawley Wasps at Fratton Park on the 30th. They played host to Oxford United, as I mentioned, at Wesley Park yesterday afternoon. A win would have had massive implications and really brought some hope to Jay Sadler's side as we enter the very final stages of the campaign. However, it didn't quite go to plan for the Minty Army in front of uh, a few hundred at Wesley Park. Now to hear the highlights and exactly just how it went down. Everything we do is passionately pumping. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shoot 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scored! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. The two sides are out and ready to get this one underway. Two direct title rivals going head-to-head in the FA Women's National League. Thrown down the line and dinked forward, which will send Evie Gaines sprinting back towards her own goal. Hooks it over the top of her head, nodded back to the edge of the 18-yard box, but Gaines there again to clear away. Oxford bundle it back into the path of Carly Johns. Wrong side of row, penalty kick. In fact, it's Gaines that's committed the foul. And early on, Oxford United will have a spot kick. Barely a minute gone in this one. Johns just getting her body the wrong side of Evie Gaines, who was forced to drag her down. Nightmare start for Pompey. So, McLaughlin from 12 yards, just a minute into this one. The former Pompey player 
takes a straight run up. Hannah Horton tries to make herself as big as possible in that orange shirt in the Pompey goal. Seven goals on the season for Oxford United's number seven, but Horton saves down to her left and denies her an eighth. Huge moment early on in this title race. Leg looks to float one towards Johns. That's headed away again by the Blues. And now there could really be a break on for Portsmouth because Rolf streaking away over halfway. Quirk waits for the ball left-hand side. Still Quirk made to wait. Eventually it goes out to Portsmouth's left winger. Step over from Quirk towards the byline, looking for a cross deflected behind by Goddard. Blues corner kick. Oxford United will charge the other way. Quick vertical pass into Carly Johns' left wing. Chance for her to run it younger to the byline. Kept it in play. Rolled back across the 18-yard box and tapped home. But a goal kick's been given. And the ball judged to have already gone out of play. Carly Johns weaved her way to the byline. Lightning quick feet as she rolled it back across goal. But maybe just rolled it over the line and out for a Portsmouth goal kick. Oxford protest. But both the linesman and the referee signalled for a Blues goal kick. Another let off for Portsmouth. Chance for Rowe just to lift this one into that corridor of uncertainty between the goalkeeper and the back line. That's where it goes. Jumping for the header and into the back of the net. And Portsmouth have the lead. A header at the back post. Floats it over the goalkeeper, Rose Kite, and landed into the bottom left-hand corner. Dan Rowe with a brilliant ball in and a header crashing into the side netting. And it is Portsmouth 1, Oxford United 0. But John's working away to the centre of the park. Laid off from McLaughlin, lifted into the penalty area. Oliver's header down and in. Oxford United with an almost instant response. But Taomi Oliver making that late run from midfield. She's threatened to do that a number of times already this afternoon. And she's done it there, dinked in towards Oxford United's number 18. And Oliver just caressing the ball into the bottom right-hand corner. The lightest of touches, but maybe the most important of touches for Oxford United's title push because it's Portsmouth 1, Oxford United 1 at Wesley Park. And Oxford United will come again. Left half space, McLaughlin's cross, Younger miscontrols. John settles it. John's curling effort into the corner in the dying embers of normal time. Carly Johns has surely won it for Oxford United at the death. Younger couldn't quite settle the ball after the cross from McLaughlin. Carly Johns picked it up on the left-hand side of the penalty area. She shifted it onto her right boot and she whipped it into the far right corner past a diving Hannah Horton. And it's Portsmouth 1, Oxford United 2. And surely now Oxford United can start the celebrations. Off the boot of Kite and away. And Oxford United have taken one huge step towards the third tier title. It puts them ahead, alone at the top of the table on 48 points. The Portsmouth players crumpled to the turf in anguish. They gave absolutely everything, but came up just short. And it finishes at Wesley Park. Portsmouth 1, Oxford United 2. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Yeah, very late heartbreak for Jay Sadler's side at Wesley Park yesterday afternoon, falling to a 2-1 defeat to league leaders Oxford United. Pompey did, of course, take the lead, as you have just heard there through Danny Lane on the 56th minute. That lead only lasted two minutes, and then in the 92nd minute, deep into uh, added time right at the end of the game, 
Oxford snuck with a victory, uh, which now leaves the FA Women's National League Southern Premier Division looking like this. Pompey remain fourth with 43 points. Ipswich are in third with 47, uh, also with 47, with a much better goal difference. Watford in second, and then Oxford United with a game in hand, top of the table with 48 points, which means for Pompey to win the league and go into a playoff with the champions of the Northern Premier Division, they would have to win both of their uh, final two games against MK Dons and the Crawley Wasps um, in the next two Sundays. And they would also require, um, basically, Oxford United to lose all three of their remaining games and for Ipswich and Watford in their final two games to pick up no more than a point each. So it's it, it's highly unlikely. I, you, I, I should imagine there's probably stranger things happening in football, but very, very unlikely. So very disappointing defeat yesterday afternoon for Jay Sadler's side. However... It has, of course, been a very, very fantastic season for the Pompey women. Something to be very, very proud of, to be in that position, to be challenged for the title with just uh, well, two games remaining mathematically still in the running for that, given uh, the capabilities and the, the, the squad sizes and the, the money being thrown around for the likes of Oxford United, Watford and indeed Ipswich, their competitors in the league this season. Still something to be um, very, very proud of and to, uh, to build upon for next season. However... In the moment right now, a very disappointing um, afternoon for Jay Sadler's side. He caught up with Max Swatton shortly after the final whistle. I think it's a game that's defined by fine margins, um, the opening 10 and, and the final 10. don't think we were good enough to start the game and we invited pressure. Obviously conceded a penalty, harsh penalty, but a penalty that they've been given and you're under the cosh after the first few minutes of the game against the team that obviously was smelling blood. Hannah Horton's obviously pulled off a terrific save and as she did doing that first half, I think it was two or three brilliant saves and at times we had to hang on in. Um, Oxford do some great rotations between the lines and we couldn't really get hold of the football. They were hurting us in our half spaces and we had to revert shape and I think the way in which when we did get the ball and we played through transition, a couple of good counter-attacks, we are able to get quirky and, and Ella Humphrey 1v1 with their full-backs and, and to hurt them but I never felt we were able to get sustained possession of the ball. In the second half, um, girls responded superbly well. Um, we were able to get more of the ball. I think we broke through their press really well. Um, and then we had a couple of opportunities, half cut. And, but from set pieces, we're, we're dangerous. And, and Danny Lane's delivered a fantastic header um, to, to get us 1-0 up. And then it's about managing the game, seeing the game out. And unfortunately, as I said, fine margins in football. Um, and we've lost the game. And, and it is heartbreak because the players have given everything in that game. Can't fault one any single player. There was work rate, um, there was fight, there was spirit, um, but unfortunately, um, quality in both boxes is, as I said, the final game. You say about those fine margins. Can you just expand on that? What do you sort of mean by that? Yeah, so we, we've scored after 56 minutes. Um, great header. Um, then we need to just manage the moment um, straight after that. They've obviously played a ball over the top. Um, Jenna Legs found herself in a in a position where she's she scored. Um, but for us, it, it looks offside. We'll have to look back at it. Um, it looks yeah, massively offside and, and when you're speaking to the officials at the end of the game and um, when you're not getting clarity from them, you've got one um, referee that's saying um, she didn't interfere with play but she was in an offside position and then the linesman saying no, 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 she was onside and she connected with it. Um, you, you need you need you get mixed messages it doesn't help and if it was offside and we'll look back at it then it's a terrible decision terrible decision it has a massive impact for the rest of the game because their tails are up and they're coming at us we obviously it knocked us still felt we did well and we tried to throw bodies forward because we needed to win this game ultimately to, to keep our title hopes alive and um, they've hit us with a sucker punch at the end a little bit of lapse in concentration and, and they've punished 
as a team, where do we go from here? I think, obviously, there's a lot of emotion in that dressing room after the game, and rightfully so. They've given everything and ultimately we've come up short um, against a, a title rival. But what this group need to look back on is, is the memories that we created this season. Um, we've been uh, in remarkable form. Um, going seven games, we'll win seven games on a bounce. It put us in a position that probably no one expected to be in. Um, but with that comes pressure, and with that comes expectation. And how do you how do you how do you play through that pressure? And it's a hard one to play through, whether you're a staff member or you're a player. But they've done remarkably well to get to that position in the first place. To still be taking the likes of Oxford and Watford and Ipswich all the way. And our next two games now, we we can just go and play with a play with a bit more freedom now. Go and enjoy it. We've got. Two big games coming up, um, two great platforms, Stadium MK and Fratton Park, and we want to still want to win this season on a high in, in front of our fans. Yeah, two big games to go now. How are you going to approach them? The same way we approach every game, and um, the same way we approach this game, Billericay, Cheltenham. Um, nothing will change. We want to go to to Stadium MK, and we, as I said, we want to end the season on a high. Now we want to finish as high up the table as possible, um, and that starts with with our preparation going into to MK. They're a good team. They're on a good run of form, and I know they lost today um, against a, a real good Ipswich team, so they'll be looking to bounce back. Um, and then, obviously, like I said, then we'll, we'll hopefully end the season in front of fans. We want to get as many Pompey fans down as possible. And I want these players to be celebrated because what they've done this season is remarkable. Turnover of 12 players, we're bringing new people in. We're having to gel and cohese. And unfortunately, at the start of the season, we've dropped some points that probably probably shouldn't have. Um, but as I keep saying, the position we put ourselves in has been, been phenomenal. Obviously, we're hurting, um, but there's, there's still two games to go. What's your message to the fans ahead of these this, these two two remaining games? Yeah, and obviously the message for the fans today was superb. I think when I've never heard a, a louder roar when Hannah Horton saved that penalty at the start, and even when Danny Lane put it in, we we felt their energy. Um, they there was belief from them today. There was there was optimism. They we felt they were with us all the way through the journey, and even at the end of the game today, we we could feel their pain as well as ours. And we've really synergised with with our fans this season, but we need their support and. Obviously, we know we get good support on the road and we want that against um, MK Dons. We'll need that. We'll need our 12th player. But when it comes to Crawley, not only is it a celebration of these players, it's a celebration of, of women's football in, in Hampshire. Um, the game is growing. This league's proved that. It's relentless. You've got top teams that are playing and competing week in, week out. It's a great spectacle and, and hopefully we can get as many people down to Fratton Park as possible. Yeah, and I do urge you to head down to Fratton Park on Sunday, the 30th of April, the final game of the women's season at home to the Crawley Wasso. Although it is mathematically possible, of course, for the Pompey women to, to still win the title this season. It is very unlikely, given the circumstances, but nonetheless, that game at Fratton Park on the 30th uh, will, will be a spectacle and it will be a chance to see the Pompey women in action and, and give them credit for what has been a fantastic season, not just in the league, but also the Cup as well. A uh, chance to uh, yeah, congratulate them on what has been um, an otherwise very, very good campaign, albeit heartbreaking, right towards the end of the season. Right, time for our second and final ad break of the night after which we'll bring both Lewis and Brendan back into the show and we'll hear more from you guys back home and we preview Pompey's trip to Oxford United for men that is tomorrow evening don't go anywhere this is the football hour 93.7 express fm whether you're out with your mates catching the latest blockbuster or just enjoying late night bus rides from 7 p.m every day you can take advantage of a night rider ticket taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your Night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. 
Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Welcome along for the final time tonight to the Football Hour here on Express FM, brought to you by Stagecoach Across the South. Right, let's get to some text tweets and emails. Uh, Linda Mail on the emails, thank you very much for getting in touch and good evening to yourself. Uh, I I like this one. I like this one from yourself, Linda. It starts off very well. Linda starts this email by saying, on the 17th of April, six years ago, Pompey got promoted to League One at Notts County. I don't want to read the rest of it, Linda, but I'm going to anyway. Six years on, she says, we are nowhere near getting promoted from this league. Our last performances have been poor. We are seeing this season out with a whimper. These performances have played us since we gained promotion to League One nearly every season. We've stated, or we started well, only to fall away during the uh, last enders of the campaign, regardless of who our manager has been, and then rally for a while and then play like we have in these last few matches. We don't have the consistency through the season to gain promotion. And we have had this discussion at this time every season since being promoted. Uh, Linda, tell me about it. I've got I've got to host these shows. Um, unless we have consistency, she continues by saying we will not achieve promotion. This present team will not gain promotion and have fallen well short in a very poor season. Changes required plenty for next season. Play at Pompey Linda on the emails. Um, Dave Byrne, not too sure where this email's going, but he starts off with saying, I'm quite pleased. Ooh. I will continue it. In a way, <laughs> that Pompey are performing for John Messino the way they have over the past few matches. I want John Messino to succeed, and us fans know how consistently inconsistent we have been. Our recent performances have neither uh, have neither have neither papered over any cra- cracks, nor flattered to deceive. The head coach will know exactly the limitations of his group and will have a far more accurate basis to make whatever changes are needed. On their day, this squad can perform, but we have enough evidence now to know they will never be consistently good enough to escape this terrible division without an increase in quality in some key areas. That is a really difficult, but in, in some ways, very, very true email. It's Dave. very sobering. It is. It's it's very honest. Um, mm. But it also, Brendan... It, it, puts to question where your head is at as a Pompey fan because we, we said at the top of the show we're, ver- the show we're very used to this now it's the inconsistent consistent performances from Pompey the same story every single season we have got a good squad we've got some quality players in this in this side but it's not quite the level of the likes of Sheffield Wednesday Plymouth Europe switches is it no it's not no it, it is painful being a Pompey fan at, at, at this moment in time and it has been for the past few years you know, there there are there are days where being a Pompey fan is amazing. You know, you, you you think, gosh, beating that that night against Bolton, we won three one. Like, what incredible time! We thought, mm-hmm. yes, the playoff fights back on. And then there's days like nil nil with Morecambe and the three nil loss to Charlton or three one loss to Charlton. Just really poor days, and it just it, it, it realizes why why we're in this league and you know why we're not in the championship yet. Just hopefully we can, we say every year, have a good summer, regroup, rebuild, get rid of the deadwood. But until until that actually happens, you know, and, you know, because I still think Messino needs some of his own players in, you know, because mm. he didn't really have enough time to, to form a squad in January or make any wholesale changes. And this is the thing, isn't it, Lewis? It's not 
this isn't really any waiting on John Messino because John Messino has come in and he, he has changed things. Um, a points per game, I think, at the moment of just under two, just under. Mm. Which, of course, if you translate that to next season, forty-six games, that is ninety-two points. Ooh. Or just under. You're looking around about that, yeah. if, if that sort of trend continues. So it has been a, an improvement under John Messino, but as mentioned by Dave in the email. Um, it is the inconsistent consistency of Pompey every single season that we will get our hopes up, but there are wholesale changes needed. Yet again, probably needing a massive clear out in the summer. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I do think um, mentioned in that email, it's it's that doing incredibly well, and then there's a sort of petering out mm-hmm. at some point. I do think uh, going, going well, watching a couple of the the more recent matches, I think the there is an issue with fatigue mm-hmm. um not just with fans you know league one fatigue and all but it, in the players as well uh, at the end of these matches they're looking exhausted absolutely knackered completely cream crackered it's it, it's it's a little bit sad to see. I mean, yeah. you've got, I mean the, the the other uh, the the opposite teams are always walking around clapping the fans, thanking them very much for for, for their support. Whereas the Pompey fans are either collapsing on the pitch, uh, out of breath, or they're walking back into the tunnel. And it won't be. I don't, well, I say it won't be long, Brendan. But Pompey fans are very loyal to their football club. We know this, and the Blues will still get in the numbers through the gates week in week out because we ultimately are a fantastic fan base and we've got um, some stupidly optimistic fans every season I'm one of them, Lewis is one of them, you're one of them everyone listening to the show to some extent is one of them we're all optimistic at the start of every campaign people will renew their season tickets of course and people will have hope for next season how many seasons Brendan does it, will it take for Pompey being a League One until Fans do 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 start to to vote with their feet. We don't want to see it, of course we don't. But like, if we're still in this position, ten years time, you're not getting eighteen thousand through the, through the gates of Fratton Park week in week out, surely. No, no, I don't think you will. It's, if you look back, think, think about our, our Premier League days when we dropped down from the Premier League to the Championship. You know that sort of one season you, you did see a, a decline then, even from that, that one drop down. Um, you know, and even now, I, I think. You think it might happen this season? I think maybe if if Danny was still in charge, people might start voting with their feet then, start walking away. Um, but I think you still have a crowd. You look across the grounds that I've seen this season. Stadiums are half empty. The clubs that we go to, and I, I can't see Fratton Park going to no. you know that bad. You know. It was a very exaggeration. Hopefully, we won't be in League One in ten years' time. But the point. Oh no! Hopefully not. <laughs> the, 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 the point being yeah. that the Pompey fans are, are very loyal to their club, and we will continue yeah. um, to, to go week in, week out. But something's got to give soon. Some just get, get out of this division, please. Yeah, and and I think the, the big games will always draw the big crowds. Like you saw Sheffield Wednesday, you saw for um, the hundred twenty fifth anniversary game. You know, the, the big games will still bring the big crowds. You know, maybe when we play in Port Vale next season, it won't be a big sellout. You know, maybe Port Vale will bring a few more fans with them this time because <laughs> they have a full end to to uh, to use. Yeah, but yeah, it, I think it, 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 
it's, it's going to be an interesting few years if we don't get out of it by mm. by then, you know. Uh, Mike Tuttiet, um has got in touch on the emails. Brackets, uh, Brendan's dad. I don't think I would have yeah. disputed that, Brendan. You have got a very unique surname. Yeah. Um, <laughs> saying, listening just now to a rival radio company's interview of Rico Hackett, he sounds as though he's frustrated at his chances within the team, which I agree. He's been stop and start, no consistent playing time as things stand. Is he one who should be shipped out or make his own decision to leave for regular playing time? Um, I'm going to throw this to uh, Lewis because we have just heard from Brendan. Rico Hackett, we all know he can, he can provide the goods on his day. Um, mm. You can understand also the frustration not being given that game time on a week-to-week basis. From a Pompey fan's perspective, would he be someone you'd like to keep within the squad next season? I think he's still got quite a fair bit of potential. Um, in, in terms of him feeling like he's not got, had a lot of playing time, he does need to remember that there is an entire squad that probably feel the entire, well, the exact same, really. And if we aren't going to give him time on the pitch, uh, I remember there was that quite distinct when he tried to do some flourish turn with the ball and it just goes, it just, you know, rolled out. You can't be frustrated when, if we are going to give you time, that's the sort of stuff that you're going to give granted I, I should balance that by saying he has uh, had some golden moments for mm-hmm, us mm-hmm. but um yeah i mean saying that you're frustrated at not getting playing time everybody will get yeah. frustrated when they don't get playing time yeah so, Pompey, of course, we mentioned earlier, six points adrift off the top six as things stand. Four games remaining, still a chance, still a chance if you've, if you've got that faith, Blues fans, of achieving a playoff place this season. Their hopes can't be mathematically sort of squashed tomorrow night when they travel to Oxford United. Even if they are defeated, they still will have a, a shout, a very slim shout, of achieving a top six finish. However, they've got a chance to rectify things and at least get back to winning ways when they travel to the Kassam Stadium for their final midweek fixture of the season. Oxford United, now managed by Liam Manning, haven't won a game since the 21st of January. 15, one five, 15 straight League One matches without victory. Surely Pompey claim a win in this one. Surely. Surely. Time now to take a bit of a closer look into the opposition now. Pompey's playoff hopes were dealt an even bigger blow at the weekend when they were held to a third consecutive league stalemate. Shrewsbury Town, the guilty party on the other end of a one-all scoreline. Next up, the Blues return to John Messino's old stomping ground, Oxford United. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Saturday's draw with the Shrews at New Meadow meant that the gap between Portsmouth and the top six with four matches remaining was extended to six points. Though mathematically possible, the chances are shrinking even faster now with each passing match day. Pompey will hope to at least return to winning ways in their final midweek fixture of the season at the Kassam Stadium. Let's take a closer look into a severely underperforming Oxford United side. Manager. Carl Robinson is no longer in charge of the U's. He was sacked by the club in February following a run of eight games without a win. His successor was announced a fortnight later. Reported Pompey target for the head coach role back in January, Liam Manning, was unveiled at the Kassam Stadium on March the 11th. The 37-year-old former Lommel SK and MK Don's boss has since taken charge of five matches, drawing four and losing one, yet to taste victory in the dugout for his new side. One to watch. Swansea City loanee Kyle Joseph is a player to keep an eye out this time around. The 21-year-old Scotland Youth International registered 32 league appearances, scoring seven goals. The forward, who wears the number 22 shirt, spent last campaign on loan at Cheltenham Town. Top scorer. 26-year-old joint captain Cameron Brannigan is currently Oxford's top scorer. 
The former Liverpool midfielder joined the U's from the Merseyside outfit in January 2018 after a successful half-a-season loan spell at Fleetwood. Brannigan has so far this season found the back of the net on nine occasions, as well as bagging one goal in each of the FA Cup, Papa John's Trophy and Carabao Cup. Current form. Oxford have had a severely underwhelming season compared to their usual standards of the last few years. They currently sit 20th in League One on 40 points, outside of the relegation zone on only goal difference and level on games played with Cambridge United in 21st. The U's have not won in any of their previous 15 league outings, last securing maximum points in the league on the 21st of January, beating Ipswich by two goals to one at the Kessam Stadium. So can the Blues reignite one final, very late push for the playoffs? Or will their annual end-of-season capitulation have one last nail hammered into the coffin? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live! Surely, 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 Pompey, you win this one. Surely, I'm going to keep, keep repeating surely in my sleep tonight. Surely. <laughs> for, for listeners at home, uh, you, you might not, you obviously can't see this, but Jake is grabbing the desk in almost praying formation, saying surely. Surely. <laughs> 15 matches without a win. We're going back to John Messino's old stomping ground. Liam Manning, of course, Pompey supposedly interviewed in January after Danny Cowley's dismissal. We don't really have a great record at the Kassam Stadium, and things have been a little bit drab over the last few games. I'm not expecting much, and I am a very positive Pompey fan. Lewis McKenzie, very quickly, a score prediction if you're brave enough. Uh, a lot of my friends say that I'm a, a cautiously optimistic individual, <laughs> but I believe on this occasion it's going to be a one-all draw. One-all draw. I'm going to go for a nil-nil draw. Not going to lie. Brendan, yourself? Gosh, I ain't saying four-nil. You can say that right now. <laughs> uh, four-nil. Of course, over it. of course. Yeah, yeah no chance. Um, again, Messino stomping ground, old stomping ground. They haven't won a game for so many times. It just screams that they're going to win one-nil against us. Thing. Brendan, thank you very much. Catch all of the unmissable action. We've built it up very nicely, haven't we? Tomorrow afternoon from 7 o'clock. All the unmissable action. This is Pompey Live. Well, if Pompey are going to make the playoffs, it's going to be well worth listening to. Well, it's into the net. Ogilvy was running away, claiming praises and a bit of a ruckus. But Portsmouth are back into this game. It's Shrewsbury 1, Portsmouth 1. Next up, a trip to Oxford awaits the Blues. Join us for all of the unmissable action, Tuesday from 7. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. I promise you, it will be a good show nonetheless. Uh, 7 o'clock tomorrow evening is when Pompey Live returns live from the Cassam Stadium. Myself, Robbie James and Henry Deacon providing all of the pre-match coverage, half-time analysis and post-match reaction and, of course, live commentary in between from Andy Moon and Guy Whittigan. And as Robbie's just mentioned there, if Pompey are to make the playoffs this season, they're going to do it in pretty dramatic fashion. So, the final four matches of the season could actually be rather, rather interesting. Um, yeah, so let's be a little bit positive, shall we, if we can. Uh, big thank you to both Lewis McKenzie and uh, Brendan Tertiet for joining us on the show tonight. Lewis, thank you very much. My absolute pleasure. Hopefully it won't be as long until we next get you back on the show. Fingers crossed. Hopefully we'll also be talking about a win. Think, yeah, of course. Yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Surely a win tomorrow. <laughs> Surely. Brendan, thank you very much. Uh, have a great evening. Uh- yeah, thank you for having me on, Jake. Thank you for having me on, mate. I'll speak to you next time. You shall do indeed. And next time on the Footblow, we've got uh, two of Brendan's very close friends. We'll have uh, Reese Hawkins and Tom Chappell, both from the 4-0 Written All Over It YouTube channel. 
and it'd be quite apt, wouldn't it, if Pompey are to win 4 0 at the Castam Stadium tomorrow, then we've got those two lads on Friday evening to uh, talk all about that and preview Pompey's home game against Accrington Stanley on Saturday. That's when Pompey Live is back, of course. Pompey uh, Live back tomorrow from 7. I'm back on Friday for the Football Hour from 6. But until then, Blues fans, have yourself a fantastic evening. Stay safe and play at Pompey. <laughs>